All right, it's early on this Rosh Chodesh morning, but we have an opportunity during this early morning hour to spend some time with three very wonderful people. Uh, we felt it was uh, certainly appropriate in light of the uh, tragic news on the Sunday before Yom Kippur of the murder of uh, Ari Fold, and Ari, as now the world is learning, and many people knew this already, um, is somebody that uh, has always been regarded as a heroic figure in the Jewish community, but now certainly, um, both in terms of uh, how he gave his life and in terms of how he lived his life, more and more people are learning what type of hero, in fact, he was. And three of the people who knew him really well and who are going to give us an opportunity to speak about him and talk about this incredible galvanizing effort throughout the international Jewish world that has occurred uh, in the aftermath of his passing are here in our uh, mobile studio at the presidential suite of the Inbal Hotel. Uh, Josh Haston actually joined us the day after Ari's murder just to give us some type of update so we could feel connected uh, to what was going on in Israel. He is the international spokesman for the Gush Etzion Regional Council, has been with us a million times before. Josh Haston, Shalom, welcome to uh, JM and the AM. Welcome to Jerusalem, Nachum, and welcome to all the listeners. So, Darabah, it's nice that we're actually reunited in Jerusalem, huh? I prefer this. I prefer this than over you the phone. <laughs> yeah, you do Definitely. prefer this. That's I like the true. live. Uh, Gedalia Bloom is here, co-founder of the Orange Pages, promoting businesses within Judea and Samaria. Gedalia Shalom. Hi, thank you for having me. A pleasure. Thank you for being here. And Avi Abelo, who, as I always say, I know longer than either of us ever will care to admit, uh, he is here. We seriously know each other, no joke, close to 50 years, whatever. It's a whole thing. Uh, he is CEO of 12 Tribes Films, has done some incredible work in that venue, and he also manages the Israel Video Network and IsraelUnwired.com. Avi, great to have you back. Welcome, always a pleasure. Thank you. All right, so at the Mizrahi Synagogue on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, uh, we get to shul on Friday night every single week, and the Nasi our leader of the synagogue, hands out a packet of uh, articles, uh, key things from the week that people need to know based on his, uh, on his uh, research throughout the entire week, which is obviously a very great resource for all of us who want to know what's happening in Israel, etc., etc. And the first page of this packet, as we call it, is usually either a Caroline Glick article mm-hmm. or a uh, Moshe Faglin article. Um, a couple of weeks ago, this was the front page of the packet, wow. and I thought I'd share that with you because I, I have told, wow. I, I, I've told so many people, some of the people here and others, that I think for one of the few times that I, as a uh, resident of the United States and someone who does care about what's going on in Israel, it's one of the few times um, this whole episode, this tragic episode of Ari Fold's murder, where the international Jewish community did feel... The yep. pain of what was going on in Israel. I, I think most of the time it's very difficult for us to do it. This time, people everywhere around the entire globe, and by the way, I'd add non-Jews as well, which we'll right. talk about, really felt the deep pain uh, of uh, of what happened uh, the Sunday before Yom Kippur. I don't, I don't even know who to start with, frankly, in terms of all this, but but let's talk about that point First, from your perspective, I'm in the U.S., from your perspective here, did you feel that unlike our usual phony approach toward caring about what's going on here, there was really a sincere pain felt around the world? So I'll, I'll start, I, I, I believe, um, I'll start on a high in, 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 in taking your, your question, your point. 
because I had a lot of thinking to do after uh, after Ari was murdered. Close childhood friends worked together, talking every day about our, our Israel Israel advocacy, getting the truth out there. That, that there is there aren't no narratives. There's one truth. That's what Ari was about. That's what all of us are about. So we're always partners in doing that. And when he was murdered, let's put it this way: I knew the funeral was going to be big and noteworthy. Right, I, right, and right. I knew, and I said, we got to get there early. It's going to be packed. It's a small cemetery in Kushetzion, small road. Get out there. Got to get there. It's it's going to be packed. I knew it was going to be packed, but I was in shock, in 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 happy shock, to see the ripple effects of what his murder had on so many people all over the world. And I explain it like this: it, it's not normal. It's not normal, and I'll, there are a couple of parts here. It's not normal, and again, we're all we're all religious people, deep believer, and a kaddish baruch Hu, deep believer. Right. We say blessings over the good, just we say blessings over the bad. Right. Everything's for a reason, whether we understand it or not. And sometimes we'll be, we could be upset about it, and we should be upset about it. But the, I had to explain this to myself: what was going on? All of a sudden, all over the world, rabbis all over the world saying divrei Torah on, on on Yom Kippur about Ari. Everyone doing, handing out things like this. Handing out things like this. Everyone doing projects. This person creating a magnet. This person creating a poster. Sukkah Posters, decorations. Sukkah decorations. It's just a million dollars. We had this hanging go, in our sukkah as well. Right, and a million dollar GoFundMe in less than a right. week. In right. less than a week. So I'm talking. I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, what's going on here? And I think the way I explained it to myself is HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Ari a neshama, and he was a very special guy, very special person. Uh, not everyone liked his style, but that's the style HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him. And he used the kolchos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him. And in a body, he was only able to make that much influence. And I know, like all of us, we're all very frustrated. We want to make an even bigger, bigger influence on the Jewish people and, and for the land of Israel. And we were only able to make that much of an influence. And all of a sudden, he gets murdered. And it's because of how he lived his life, who he is a, as a person and the help he did and what he did for Israel and a soldier and a, and, a, and a heroic soldier in life itself. And then how he dies as a hero and the video of him, of him, of, well, of him being murdered, murdered as, as a hero and saving other people's lives. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God! Hakadosh Baruch Hu basically set this all up in a sense. And again, people could disagree with me. Right. This is my thinking. He, he he led his life and to be the certain way that now Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "Listen, I need you up here with me, Ari. Now all the influence you were doing, which you you were so frustrated, you were now I'm going to take that to the nth degree, to the infinity level, and make it go all over the world." So like, he totally was so he was big down here. He's become much bigger, much bigger since leaving us. But the most unbelievable thing is all when I'm talking about pe- this with people, and then people, some people are. And, Different people from different directions, they started telling me, Avi, you know who Ari was? Ari was Mashiach ben Yosef. And I started thinking about that, and I started talking to other people about that, and I started and I saying this, you know, I know something? doesn't make a difference if you agree or not, right? We're Jews. We all disagree about everything, right? Whether you agree or not, the fact that people are even saying that, that some people are even saying that, there is what to be said about who he is and how he died and what his purpose is and what the purpose is for all of us to continue living his, uh, his the agenda that he lived with and, and keeping his legacy alive. Remembering Ari Fold right now, the uh, one of the points you made was the number of people you saw coming to the Gush, obviously, and I know you referred to it, thousands watching around the world. I mean, right. you know, just I, in my own neighborhood. It, it, was, it, it was as if all of us were collectively just gathering around, even though we were in our own apartments, we were gathering around and watching it together. And it was just it was just unbelievable, and I and I felt that his somehow his immediate family, parents, brothers, children, wife somehow were able 
on the worst day of their lives to present what he was all about, which is not easy to do, I'm sure, under those circumstances. 100%. And it was unbelievable. The messages that they gave to everybody about what he lived for and died for were simply remarkable. Right, and I think if you can... I'm going to give one word and split it into two, and we spoke about this... Uh, some of us spoke about this last night. Ari, people are talking about Ari like a Superman. Ari wasn't... He wasn't a Superman. Ari was a super man which is which is what we're all supposed to be in this world we're not supposed to be superhuman no rabbi is perfect no rabbi is perfect sorry sorry every rabbi who's listening no <laughs> rabbi is perfect even sadiqim have their challenges we all have our challenges our purpose here in this world is to be the best we can be and ari was a super man he took that cha- everything he did 24 7 mamish even if not online on shabbos he was still ari and doing everything he could and we should all look up to that and try to be the best 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 people we can be you know josh you you mentioned on the air and you've said this you know in facebook posts and and i'm sure you've said it many times since then you, you heard an episode happen in the gush the first thing you think of is to figure out how to find out from ari through facebook or through speaking to him what had happened and of course the tragic news that it actually happened to him so that that tells us that nobody had his hand on the pulse of the world, especially the Judea and Samaria world, the way he did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, as I said on, on the show the day after, I mean, that's the first thing I did. I was building, helping build my parents' sukkah in Jerusalem, and I heard there was an attack. The first thing I did was turn on the Facebook and look up Ari Fold or Ari, Ari Fold's defense page and see what the details are of the attack, because within minutes he was the first one at the scene, if not at the scene, at least reporting it, whether it was a rock attack, whether it was a rocket attack. And he'd always say, share this, please, because nobody else will. And that's really how he uh, got his, his message out to so many, so many people. And, you know, I heard this this rumor. The I mean, New York Times ain't reporting it. No, the New York right. Times did that's not report true. it. Right. But the, back to the funeral, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the reason, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, uh, that he... You know, the funeral actually started so much later right. than it was scheduled to is because Ari was late to his own funeral. Yeah. Yes. Is that correct? Traffic. That's correct. Yes. There was traffic. traffic. I have never seen, you know, when you have a God door, God forbid, who passes away in Jerusalem, you have hundreds right. of thousands. Standstill, right. standstill traffic. So <laughs> for, you know, in a, in a, on a smaller level, you had on a small place like Gush Etzion, where traffic was backed up from the Gush Junction all the way to the cemetery. You're talking about two, three kilometers of cars that Ari, you know, the ambulance that was carrying him to his final destination, his final resting place, couldn't even get to the funeral. He was late to his own funeral. Unbelievable. And what's amazing now, I think, and, you know, we, we hung out a little bit last night, people who knew Ari, and, and uh, we chatted a bunch. So many different stories coming out <laughs> now of how he touched so many lives, stories you wouldn't even believe. We could probably spend an entire day rehashing um, you know, those people who have come forward and said, you know how Ari inspired me? You know why I'm here, why I made Aliyah, why I'm living here, why I did this, why I went to the army? So many people have stories, personal stories, and Ari didn't have to take the time to talk to every single person. He didn't have to do it, but anybody who he uh, encountered, he spent time with that person, encouraged the person, motivated him, and you see these stories popping up one by one. And again, we could do a whole show just on the people he touched. And we should also mention that all his activities in athleticism, in karate, in Jewish education, it said all and in the army, all of it was to was to transmit Jewish pride to whoever he was. Hundred percent. Even in the even in the karate arena, it right. seemed like the self confidence that he gave and the and the again incredible Jewish pride and awareness, you know, self awareness and Jewish awareness was always at the forefront for him. The, the, the attraction to Ari, I believe, is that 
exactly what you just said. He's about the, the Jewish faith, the confidence in himself, the the advice he gave people, the, the trust. When he looked someone in the eyes, I was 65 years old. We just sort of started yesterday. Hmm. He met him at the hotel and he looked at him and he said, you need to make Aliyah. And, it, and, and, and the message was so clear to the guy. He ended up making Aliyah. But the message was so clear in a world today where there's so many questions. There's, there's so many you know, moral equivalencies about this, that side of that side, everybody's perspective. Ari wasn't a guy about perspective. He was a guy about the, the, the truth. And the fact of the matter is, people ask why Ari was so good at, uh, a debater. And the, the real answer is not that he was a good debater. He just didn't debate things he didn't know about and that he didn't mm. truly believe in. It's the people who go and make arguments about things that they're not fully aware of. and They don't, they don't have a, a, a good grasp of the information. And the perspective; those are the people who fail. Ari didn't, and you know, Ari didn't argue things that he wasn't 100% sure about. And that is the reason why I think there was such an international uh, tsunami of support for Ari, because, as as Avi said, that you know, people people likened him to 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 the Mashiach, <laughs> and I would say more like a leader. We were saying he's he's the guy in the army that holds the big gun. That you could stand behind. You know that he's going to be charging, and he's the guy that that's going to get your back. And when we lost that, on a personal level, the gentleman sitting at this table, on a personal level, we lost that. We lost our leader. And on a national level, I believe that people who were able to see uh, Ari report and say share this because no one else is doing it, were leaning on him so much to get the truth out. And now the 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 absence of him in the vacuum that that, it, that has been created. Is, is, is touching people's hearts so much that they want to do something in his name, in his honor, anything. And we'll talk about that because there is a big uh, a void to fill. Uh, Gedalia Bloom, Josh Haston, Avi Abelow, we're remembering Ari Fold in the first hour of our JMN broadcast. All right, so now, a couple, now you've all had an opportunity to toss in some comments. Let, let me ask things that, frankly, our audience is really curious about. Does anybody know how he was able to get up and pursue his murderer, in those final moments, is, has anybody in the family or has any medical personnel been able to explain? Nobody's discussed it. There, there was there was some word that if you know, there's a fifty percent chance he would have survived if he just stayed where he was. Really? Yeah. Um, again, these this is all right. this is all here speculation. This is all speculation right. by medical professionals. Right. They don't they themselves don't know. So for anybody to come up with the reasons what, but let's just say that across the board. There is no logical medical reason why he was able to do what he did. Anyone but else in that situation would literally collapse on the spot. Yes. He gets up, and with the stab wound in his back, as we see on the right. video, goes right. and and literally does shoot. Doesn't just set up to shoot, no. actually shoots yeah. his gun, right? Right, and, and, and hits his target. And let me just say also, on the other side, the way he lived, there was really no explanation of how he did what he did either. There's, there, was, there was, you know, some people have 24 hours in the day. That they waste more than half of it, more than seven, three quarters of it. Ari somehow was able to take 24 hours and 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 stretch it to the point where he put so much action into one day, nobody could explain it. Did you yeah. hear what his brother said at the funeral? Remind as me a, as an explanation as to what yeah, happened. Sure. You could probably quote it verbatim. No, I let I let Avi do it. Yeah, yeah, it was his brother Aton um, at the funeral. Uh, oh, I'm referring to what he said in the interview that he said Ari uh, Ari. If Ari would write a book about his life, this is how he would have written how he would, uh, how he would, how he go, would die. Right. No, and I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> add is that his, his brother said, you know, in terms of medically, how is it possible? Right. When he was, oh, he said yeah. that 
at that point, he be- his brother believes, this is his brother speaking at the funeral, he said, I think Ari was already gone at that point, and his neshama turned around, chased down the terrace, jumped over a wall, that was literally jumped crazy. over a wall, Shot him, neutralized him, and then only after collapse. So, so I'm gonna, again, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that and make it and give it the parish for more people to to understand on the <laughs> ground. Go but, ahead. but it's basically saying the same exact thing. Uh, remember before how he said Ari was a super man, right. and according to all the medical experts that I've I've spoken to and heard from, they said it's an anomaly. It doesn't make sense at all. But think about it again. If you go back to the video, and again, again, not every attack is videoed, right? Right, and here we and have here a, it's clear video, and here it's a clear video. I saw again. I see everything. Akadosh Baruch did, did everything for a reason. He didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't. One, he didn't fall. Right. He was stabbed. He didn't fall. Never collapsed. He Never collapse. went to the ground. He didn't collapse. Not only that, he immediately, immediately turned around and punched the terrorists before he escaped. Yes. Then the terrorists started running away, and then Ari gave chase, and then jumped over the wall, and then shot. So think about this for a second. First of all, how many people would fall? Right. How many people would run away, <laughs> away from your attacker? By the way, I almost fell off the wall just walking just, on the right, wall. Just and I'm not I, even kidding me. I'm not even kidding you. It, for a healthy person to jump over the wall on their own, walk down. And he cleared it. And Yeah, I mean, listen, it was it was a wall that was probably about uh, two feet high right. on one side, and then it dropped right. another few feet. So you're talking about jumping down four feet, right. which normal people would have to really— It'll be a challenge. It'll be a challenge. Right. right. So again— he didn't fall. He didn't run away. He turns around and hits the guy. Then he gives chase, jumps over a wall, stops, shoots, and hits. None of that makes any sense. And the explanation that I heard is basically Ari died as Ari lived. And like I said, he lived, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the neshama to be able to be the person, not just have the physical strength and have the physical and martial arts training, that his whole being was about standing up and protecting himself as a person and as a Jew and as a representative of the Jewish people. And as he lived, he died. That moment, the way he lived his life, even though the blood was not flowing anymore, he was stabbed in his lung and uh, his main artery was cut. And he died because the main artery was cut. This is from what I understood, not because of the lung. Anyone else should have just fallen. But because of how he lived at that moment, his whole life was basically built up. For this moment, and then that's how he died as the hero that we saw in the video. And Talk. that's why the inspiration, again, and the aftermath was so great as well. And yeah, it definitely had a big role in that. That's I just sure. wanted to add that I don't, I, be, I don't believe Ari became a hero because of that last action right. on the no. last Understood. day. Understood. It was just he, an he had it all along. It. It, was just, yeah. it was just part of it. Yeah. it unfortunately, it was the final battle. Right. Yeah, it brings the whole story together. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talking about Ari Fold, of course, of blessed memory. What, what about this whole thing of... <laughs> of ripping up your retirement papers from the army. <laughs> do people do that aside from Ari Fold in this you're, country? You're looking, there are some. You're there are looking, some some. You're looking at another one. Avi does that. Yes, there are. There <laughs> are. There are a number of guys, and I, I'm one of them. That instead of finishing the army at 40 years old, because we and that feel would include all reserve duty. At 40, duty. there's nobody yeah. required to do reserve duty in mo- in most units. I right. actually switched to a unit that now. Would take older is, people. Yeah, yeah. Now we stay longer. So now, so now I'm in a unit but, that stays longer. But let's be on, let's let's be honest. In America, they have like baseball camp for men, right? They right. go away, right. away from the <laughs> fantasy camp, right? Come on, <laughs> I've been to these places. I've seen these guys go on Milouim, <laughs> and they're outside. Like, listen, the guys in Milouim, they're not fighting the war. They're taking over for other people who may be getting right. off or whatever it is. So they're having a good time. Let's just be honest. Okay, so so going on to the more serious <laughs> no, note no, here, no. even though I will not deny <laughs> that it is a wonderful <laughs> bonding experience 
experience with my fellow warriors for the Jewish people to go into our reserve duty, whether for two days, three days, a week, or even a month. But not when there's a war. Not <laughs> when there's a war. I mean, just no, example, no, no, it's my, not. No. My brother-in-law it's is a, now 46. 2014, he was already above the age, and he went and, you know, secured the borders of Gaza yeah. in a tank because he was a tank reservist pa- way past the age of 40. Right. So right. you have a lot of... You know, I don't right. know a number of those who uh, this is right. either literally right. rip their paper or say, yeah. no, no, we're coming back no. from Elim, even if it is for summer camp. Or in some cases, that summer camp turns into a war. Right. And no. who knows the situation now in Gaza today when the next war operation or whatnot can erupt as a result of the, right. all the balloons and the terror and the rockets. So for some, uh, for some they actually have to do some major, major uh, uh, battling, uh, even those who are in their 40s. And um, Listen, I'll give you the bottom line. Why do I do it? Why did Ari do it? And I'm not comparing myself to Ari. Ari was still, he was the machine gun. He's 45 years old, for goodness sake, and he was running around carrying a machine gun like he was an 18-year-old. I will not do that. I can't do that physically. And he was still doing that at 45. Mm-hmm. Wait, so let me, so but the point is, and I can only talk for myself, but I know Ari did this as well. I grew up as a kid appreciating we are the first generation to have our own country to defend ourselves. Our own and there army. Is no, and our own army to defend ourselves. And we're defending ourselves here. We're defending every Jew, no matter where they live in New York, Los Angeles, uh, uh, Paris, London, Australia, right? right? I am not giving up. For me, it is not a duty or a responsibility to serve as an Israeli soldier. It is the privilege that I'm able to have and that my children are able to have. I'm trying to give over this lesson to them, that our parents grandparents, great-grandparents, and all the rest going back to the kings of the second Jewish kingdom, basically, did not have. I'm not giving up on that privilege. I'm going to milk that privilege and be a proud Jew and stand up for myself and my people and my homeland. And I'm no, nothing for anyone who stops at 40. Everyone has every reason in the world to stop. It is hard. It's not good to go away for reserve duty. But so long as I can and my wife lets me, so thank you, Rachel, I'm going to continue doing it. How many... Um, uh, you, just, you, you just made a point that I wanted to... Uh you wanted to add something? No, I was <laughs> Save me for a moment. I was, was going to say, if those watching on Facebook Live right, right. now, right? I sure. mean, if you can just see where <laughs> we are, I mean, this is what it's about. Oh, that's what about. I wanted to mention. That Look at us. Look at this view. This is, no- this is why we're here. There's nothing like the historic moment of Holocaust survivor grandparent mm-hmm. being with uh, Israeli soldier grandson or granddaughter at their induction ceremony. Well, and that's can, I tell you, your, can I tell you a story that's even sure. more heartfelt? Uh, there, there's, there's, a, there's a family in Gush Etzion who's uh, the older couple are Holocaust survivors. The, uh, the grandmother was a seamstress, and that saved her life in Auschwitz. She would, she would be the one that would sew up the, uh, the commanders in the Nazi uh, army and the SS, their patches. Uh, Six years later, she's sewing the patch of her son in the army. (laughs) That's it. That's it. We are living in a time that, and that's one of the reasons, uh, one of the most effective messages of this entire trip of ours uh, is meeting people that are reminding us how we're living in a time like no other generation has in the last 1900 years. I I, I tell this to people. We are the most blessed blessed generation of Jews. And again, Anachem, forgive me for saying this, and that's why my message to every Jew is come home. Come home. Oh, I stole his we're supposed we're supposed <laughs> to be here. Be part of making this an even better country. That's our challenge. To be the best Jew and the best Jewish nation from here. Ki mitzion Torah. Yes, it's okay. You can, yes, you could do good, the good things wherever you're living. But the car place we're supposed to be is here in order to influence all of humanity, no matter where they are. All right, we, because I'm over time now, I w- but I do want to quickly give everyone, I very fast, <laughs> quickly give each of the three of you a chance to tell us. How with Hasbara, 
And with Ari's influence and inspiration, we're going forward. Just do this as fast as we can. Avi, we'll start with you. B- very fo- Moving forward, I'm actually going to give the challenge to everyone else. Folks, Ari stood for the truth, which is what we're about. We have to stand up for the truth and for our own Jewish pride. Everybody, look at the look at the picture of Harabayit. Ari loved to use this. Look at the picture of Harabayit. People call us occupiers. People say that we don't belong here. Look at the picture of Harabayit. The western wall of the Temple Mount is down below. King Herod built that for the Temple. The mosque is up above. Who is the occupier? It's the Muslims who built on top who came afterwards. Folks, go with the truth. There is no such thing as Palestinians. They're a fake made-up nation created in order to destroy Israel. Please stop using that term. Be proud Jews, can know your history and stand up for the truth and stop giving in to the lies that are killing ourselves. The term Palestinian is anti-Semitic. The second you allow that term to exist and you use it, that term represents that there was a Palestine and it's the Jews that do not belong here. That is anti-Semitism. Everybody, truth, truth, truth. Stand up for your truth on yourself and if you need help, contact us. We're here to help you. Avi Ebola, Gedalia Bloom, go ahead. All right, so practical practical solutions for your audience stop giving to large organizations that 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 waste money and are so inefficient and have zero impact start finding people like Ari Fold who are doing things out of the love of their heart and they were doing it for free and they were struggling with bills if Ari Fold when he went to your community and you didn't give to him and now you're feeling guilty and I've heard it from a million people already I should have given to him I should have given to him do you think do you think that the impact that he had on a, doing it for free was big if he had five thousand dollars a month if he had ten thousand dollars a month in order to be able to create more content to be able to pay to get his message out to a million people instead of twenty thousand people find somebody on the ground next time you're going to write a check and i'm sorry i'm going to say it right now next time for the idf uh, uh the friends of the idf knock on your door just know 50 60 percent of the money is not going to be to the idf Put it into someone's hands who's directly going to make an impact. It's enough. The paradigm has shifted. We are no longer, there's people, there's 30, 40 people I know on the ground right now that are p- struggling to pay their bills and are out fighting every single day for Am Israel, for Eretz Israel, for the Jewish people for, in Israel and around the globe. It's time to support these people now. Now. That's Josh. it. So the, the question was, you know, the future of Hasbara. Right. And it's going to come through Jewish unity. It's going to come through unity. We all have to be together. And my colleagues here at this table and the group, the Gedaliah, just talked about, you know, small group of pro-Israel advocates. Unified group. Unified together. Actionists, we, not, not activists. Actionists. 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 We, none of us are here or could ever replace Ari Fold. Those shoes were too big. But everyone who are part of this small knit group have to unify together as one and continue his legacy through all the projects that they're working on, that we're working on, unity. We need Jewish unity to go and continue his legacy, to continue further. That's my message, Jewish unity. I thank Josh Haston, Avi Abel, Gedalia Bloom. Thanks to all of you. And thank you. please thank do you know. what you can to, and I've said this directly to them, but it, it's good to remind them, the Fold family, that the uh, that Jews around the world, and non-Jews as well, as we said earlier, uh, have uh, have really stepped up uh, in the aftermath of Ari's murder and have really w- woken up uh, a bit more than they have in the past. And now it's our channel to keep it there. Don't go down. Keep it there, folks. Correct. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Nachum.